0: Good morning, everyone. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. Happy Monday to all of you out there. I've been gone for a whole week. I was under the weather. My voice was completely gone. It's finally back. Let's jump into the news. But first, let's do our quote of the day. Okay, so our quote is from the Fresh Prince himself all the way out from Bel-Air. Money and success don't change people. They merely amplify what is already there. So I'll read that again. It's from Will Smith. Money and success don't change people. They merely amplify what is already there. So I wanted to use that quote of the day for today just because I think it's... I think it's appropriate, uh, mainly because we're talking about tax a little taxes a little bit today. We're kind of talking about taxes, um, and there's a lot of people that think that if you have money, you should pay more taxes, which you end up actually doing anyways. That's the law. Um, but I would say to those people that are questioning those who pay higher taxes, like do they even pay their fair share? Do they really pay at all? Um, I can promise you that the rich people give away an obscene amount of money above and beyond their taxes or their tithes or whatever it is, an obscene amount. And a lot of them do it quietly because how, how much more, um, disapproving would the masses think of the rich if they also flaunted not just their money, but also how much they give away. That's pretty, that would be uh, pretty uh, insufferable if you ask me. And I just thought that was a a good quote today. Money and success don't change people. They merely amplify what is already there. So, and I agree with that. I've seen people go from being extremely wealthy who are stingy to being poor and they're still stingy. And I've seen people who are extremely generous who are poor and become rich and they're even more generous. So, I'm a firm believer in that. Okay, let's get into what is happening today, guys. We've had enough of the Fresh Prince. Uh, So, what is happening U.S. stock futures are pointing to a positive open on Monday after the market had its worst week since June. Global equity indices are also about, are also mostly in the green. Investors are more optimistic about the economic recovery and an easing of inflation ahead of the key U.S. consumer price index out tomorrow and retail sales numbers on Thursday. A slowing trend in COVID-19 cases and a report the Pfizer vaccine may be approved for children ages 5 to 11 by the end of the month are lifting so-called recovery stocks in the pre-market. Confidence is also getting a boost on the news the U.S. Congress may scale, may scale back proposed corporate and capital gains tax increases. Yes, that's good news, guys. And I said we'll talk about that and we will. Uh, European markets are higher as, most in Asia, uh, as are most in Asia. However, the Hang Seng fell 1.5% on new Chinese government crackdowns on tech industries. Energy company shares are rising with the WTI crude oil trading above $70 a barrel. It hasn't closed at that level since early August. The price of aluminum topped three thousand a ton for the first time in thirteen years on continuing supply disruptions. The price of Bitcoin is falling and is nearing its lowest levels in a month. Okay, so just real, real quick about that, guys. Uh, Bitcoin's gonna rise and fall. That's the name of the game. It's still, I think, the highest earner for the year. So, and and Bitcoin, although it's used as an overall, it's almost like the index for for cryptocurrencies. Like when you think of crypto, you think of. Bitcoin and Bitcoin, you think of crypto. Some people use that like they would the S&P 500. Like, oh, the S&P 500 up 5%. Well, then the market's up 5%. So they kind of use that uh, interchangeably. I would say we shouldn't do that just because there are, I mean, man, um, I think the next closest price of a cryptocurrency is Ethereum. And I think they're in the 20,000s. So crypto is darn near double the cost, if not more than double. Um, what the next highest crypto is. And most cryptos go for less than a quarter. I think it's like less than a tenth of a penny or something. Like, there's a lot of cryptos that are like 0.00005 cents. So just keep that in mind when comparing them. Always do individual cryptos. Okay, so today's headlines... Epic Games filed an appeal on the decision in an antitrust lawsuit against Apple on Sunday. Last week's ruling requires Apple to allow developers to include a button in their apps that let users pay for transactions online, but rejected Epic's claims that Apple is a monopolist. The decision didn't go far as didn't go as far as Epic had hoped, and said it would appeal all orders leading or producing that judgment. Okay, so what does that mean, guys? So we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, that Epic Games, it's just a, a video game developer, but mainly for iPhone. Uh, and Android, but mainly iPhone. And they are basically suing Apple saying, hey, like the only way for them to buy stuff in our app is to buy it through Apple. So money goes from uh, your hands into Apple's hands and then Apple's hands into Epic's hands. And Epic doesn't like that. Epic wants another way, basically a bypass for the consumer to be able to pay for you know whatever it is they're paying for in the games. I think that's a fair a fair uh, request. And the only reason I say that is because they're... So Apple's claiming that they're not a monopolist and apparently the courts agreed with that, that they're not a monopoly. I kind of disagree with that um, just because... And we know how it is, right? Apple, Android. Like, those are your options. But the, the App Store is pretty much their big dog on campus as far as purchases go. And I think that as a consumer you should be able to purchase things different ways now I'm not sure if Apple takes a cut out of that so like it may be 3.99 dollars to you but maybe Apple takes 10 cents of that and then really they only get um you know 3.89 dollars or whatever Epic Games would I'm not sure I'm not sure how that works but I thought that was extremely interesting because they're going up against a giant in Apple uh, okay, next headline. We have the Treasury Department and other agencies are considering launching a review into whether tether and other stable coins threaten financial stability. Okay, so stable coin is just a, another coin in the in the crypto market, but I think they're uh, they're more strictly trying to go in the currency direction. So this is where I get a little confused. So I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth and lead you the wrong way, but people. So people in the crypto market, I'm trying to explain this in my own head as I explain it to you, they view a lot of cryptocurrencies, let's just use Bitcoin, they view Bitcoin as an asset, okay? So that's something that you would hold. It's a non-producing asset, which we talk about all the time, but I believe these stable coins are more used as an actual currency. So it's more meant to be, it's meant to mimic the dollar than it is meant to mimic an asset. So I think that's the difference there. Now, I'm not entirely sure. I don't understand enough about stable coins. um, But this is what they had to say about this. A review by the Financial Stability Oversight Council, FSOC, which is their big dogs, their their, their SEC level, uh, could lead to dramatically ramped up oversight for a fast-growing corner of the crypto market. So... I think that's fair. Crypto should be regulated. If crypto became regulated, people like me and other institutions could invest client money in it. Not saying I would do it. I have my own money in there. Not a lot, but just a little. And I just, I think that you should have freedom to invest however you want. If clients want me to invest their money in cryptocurrency, then I should be able to do that. And right now I currently can't. So because it's not regulated by anything. All right, so here's the best one of the day, and I was going to make sure we talked about this because it was the best part um, of my weekend or of my whole week last week. Uh, Disney-owned Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings generated an estimated $35.8 million in ticket sales in its second weekend. Continuing its box office lead, it was the best second weekend gross of any film during the pandemic ahead of Marvel's earlier hit Black Widow. Okay, first off, guys, complete disclosure, I've seen this movie twice already. I'm going to see it a third time, too. It is probably the best Marvel, standalone Marvel movie I've seen. You can't really compare to Avengers, right? At least if you guys are you know below 40, you probably agree that Avengers was a pretty darn good movie. Um, but Shang-Chi was the best standalone film. And the reason that's a big deal is because... Uh, well, first of, let me also tell you this, the director graduated from my small university, Point Loma Nazarene university. So shout out to him. Congrats. Uh, shout out to Point Loma for putting out some, some big producers in the world. I'm, I'm digging it here. Uh, but it's, it's one of the biggest films of the pandemic and it wasn't supposed to be. So Shang-Chi was not supposed to be like this, uh, oh my gosh, we have to go see it, we have to go see it movie. It was just going to be another of these small, similar to Black Widow, like not necessarily big to the storyline, it just was meant to add another character so that you can produce, you can continue on with Marvel's big money makers, like the next Avengers film, uh, Spider-Man, etc. But... It showed up and showed out. It was an excellent movie, so you should go see it. And the reason that's important is because this shows that movies are still coming back. So go AMC, go Harkins. Um, if you guys own those equity positions, I think Harkins is a private company, but AMC is definitely public. Hold on to those and ride that wave. Uh, I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Okay, let's talk about the big crappy story, which no one wants to talk about, but I'm going to explain why tax is here, why we need to talk about taxes. So uh, the big story of the day is the House is to reduce tax hikes. So originally, okay, remember this month, they're voting on Biden's tax bill. Basically, it's going to be, hey, this is how we're going to pay for everything, which almost never works out. We almost always go into more debt. But he wanted to have some pretty ridiculous tax hikes. So before I explain the story, let me tell you how investing works, just investing. So if you Take take IRAs out of it, 401Ks, 403Bs, anything you have for retirement or from your employer is most likely retirement. So personal retirement or employee, employer retirement. Take that out of this, okay? This does not count. It's individual money. So think about it like this. You have a bank account and you get $60,000 a year and you save $10,000 in your bank every year, okay? You just literally put it in your bank. Okay, You've already paid taxes on that. Okay, you've already paid taxes because that's part of your income. Now, if you come to me and you're like, "I want to open up a brokerage account, invest it all in Apple, and when it doubles, sell it," and I go, "Okay, cool. So it doubles within six months. Unlikely, but just say it does. Well, now you have to pay taxes on that on that other ten thousand dollars you made. So you had ten thousand, we invested it, it doubled, it's at twenty. Now you want me to sell it, and now you have to pay taxes on that ten thousand, whatever your current tax bracket's at, and." you've already paid taxes on that money. You already paid taxes on it because it was part of your income. And now you have to pay taxes again. Okay. And usually, um, it's, there's a capital gains tax, which is what would happen after a year of holding. So in this case, it was only six months, but let me read this story to you. So you've already paid taxes and now you're paying taxes again. So it's called double dipping. And the government does this a lot, basically with everything. um, that's not a retirement account. Okay, so Democrats in the U.S. House of Representatives are ready to pull back on proposed increases in corporate and capital gains taxes in an effort to, pa- to pass President Biden's multi-trillion dollar social program and spending bill. The Tax Writing Ways and Means Committee will move to raise corporate taxes from a current 21 to 26.5%, below President Biden's plan 28%, according to various reports. However, businesses that earn less than $5 million per year would, would have their rates stay the same or drop. The capital gains tax, which is what we're talking about, would go from 20 to 25 percent below Biden's suggested 39.6 percent. In addition, individuals making more than five million a year would face a three percent surtax. The plan would also raise taxes on tobacco and e cigarettes and treat cryptocurrencies the same as other financial instruments. Okay, sorry, I had to run through that. I only got two and a half minutes here. Okay, so the capital gains tax would go from 20 to 25. Depending upon how much money you make, guys, there's three tax brackets for capital gains zero uh, 15 or 20. I'm pretty sure it might be zero, 10, 20. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's 20%. Most of the time, if you can invest in individual accounts, if after you've already done all your other obligations, you're most likely going to be taxed at 20%. That's just typically how it goes because they're higher income earners. Guys, he wanted it to be 40%, 39.6%. Okay. As I already told you, you already paid taxes on that. You already did because that $10,000 that you earned was a part of your income. Your accountant had to consider that into your taxable income. So now you invested it. You invest in another company. You take a risk. You say, hey, Apple's going to do great things for the country. I'm going to invest in it. It's going to help our GDP. It's going to help our bottom line. And then the government goes, ah, you also owe money for us money for that. And so it was 20%. It's probably going to go to 25 but he wanted it to be 39 So remember that. Or 40 if you round up, technically. So you're going to pay um, 20 to 25% on the way out, you had to pay your, your tax rate on the way in. Why would you invest? Why would you invest money? So now me as a financial advisor, when I take someone's money who just say they're not a millionaire, like, uh, like say I have a, a 33 year old, he's got a family, he makes six figures, him and his wife together, bring in one fifty. Well, now I have to take into consideration like, Oh man, if I do this and I sell this, At this time, it's going to cost him an extra, you know, 12 grand in taxes. It creates this whole extra layer of planning that if you don't hire someone like me to do, now you have to do it. And your accountant, your accountant's not going to say, hey, you can save money this way. All they're going to do is say, hey, you owe this much. Like they're not, uh, they're not planners. They don't plan for you. They just say, hey, this is what you gave me. This is what you owe. I've never in my life met an accountant because they're not paid for this. Who does that sort of proactive work? That's why you hire like an advisor. Is one they need to be making why they need to make you money and they need to save you money. So as these tax events or these tax obligations occur, you guys really need to consider. First off, don't stop investing. <laughs> always invest. It's it's it will always be in your favor to invest for the most part. Um, but you really need to consider these extra layers of planning and how they're going to affect you. Uh, and it's I'm just dis, I'm discouraged with this tax hike, but I also think that. Well, I think it's good for business. So it'll be good for me because it makes me more valuable, but it's harder on clients now. And that's not, I don't want that. I want clients to make as much money as possible and save as much money as possible. So keep that in mind, guys. I'll let you know how this tax bill comes uh, and how they vote on it in the coming days. I'm way over my time, 15 seconds. So as always, guys, invest early, invest often. I will see you guys later. Have a good one.